Something's afoot, and it's not the thing on my leg. So let me mix into this beat like an omelet egg to honestly say what kind of guy I am. Just trying to focus, like having ADD and an eye exam. Smile, fam, got your cameras on flicker. Rapping more words than an Amazon shipper with a handle on stuff that sticks like a tape gun. Mad, crazy, stupid, but never play dumb. Hey, you done? Nah, I'll never stop rhyming. See, that's like expecting a fish to climb a tree. Ain't gonna happen. Already up the napkin, and when I say these words, they ain't ever going back in. Spoiled palate, used to having flavor. What you write your rhymes on? Wrapping paper, and have the nature for love, not war. So when I'm on the mic, I make fun, not bore. Make fun, not bore. Make fun, not bore. Yep, yep, yep. Yo, you know what I'm about. I, I catch a wreck on your record off that set. What would you want something dumb and redundant for? Like coming from a thunderstorm or a dungeon floor to somewhere warm with some sun and shore. That's why all I wanna do is make fun of or keep sharing the magic like Dumbledore. Cause junk numbs minds and makes stomachs sore. Made one choice, sober a hundred more, and dedicated my life to make fun, not bore. Well, hey there, it's Word Burglar. Uh, hi, remember me? I used to do a podcast a few months ago, and then those months turned into a few more months. But we are back in full effect, ready to kick things into full gear. I couldn't, this is, it's wild how long it's been, but I'm going to explain why it's been that long. If you'll just lend me your ears, that'd be really nice of you. I, uh, I have missed you so much. This, what you just heard is called Make Fun Not Bore, and that's one of the 16 reasons I haven't done a podcast since Jason Liu was our last episode. So shout out Jason Liu, episode 27. Perhaps you just discovered the podcast and you're just, you're not even missing a beat. For all those of you who have been waiting and wondering what's happened and missed beats, perhaps. I missed beats, I missed you. Well, we are here, and thank you. Uh, it's August. August. <laughs> uh, this is Make Fun Not Bore, you're hearing in the background, is the beat by the one and only Beat Mason, featured on the new record, Rhyme Your Business, which is dropping September 4th, digitally. But if you want to get it sooner, you can do that. Come to Dartmouth, uh, the decaf kickoff party, August 17th at Jacob's Lounge, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. That's going to be awesome. August 17th and September 1st at the Rec Room in Toronto and a whole bunch of other tour dates. Check wordburglar.com. I'm trying to get across Canada. That's what I've been working on. Been working on this record. Been working all kinds of things. Worked on this interview with Danny Miles that you're about to hear. Danny Miles, of course, the drummer of July Talk of bands you may know like The Job back in the day and the recently christened band Tongue Helmet featuring a bunch of my favorite people Coins, DJ Irate, Timbuktu we're going to talk about that Danny actually came by in the winter I know it's been months ago and we were recording for another podcast and we got in this little sneaky little interview you're going to hear here before uh, I tell you a little bit about this other podcast I've been working on, which I'll get to. I'll get to. How are you doing? Shout out Albert, by the way, who messaged me a few weeks ago and I said there's a new podcast coming and it didn't drop right away. I feel so bad. I just, I do miss you. I, I hope you're, you're, you've all come back 
And if you have not, well, I miss you. So tell yourself to, to come back. What? We're going to get back on track with this podcast. I know I say that all the time. But I hope you'll you'll understand that this record, it took up a lot of time, and I feel really good about it. It's so... It's, it's been incubating and getting ready for your ears, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Also, The Last Paper Route, issue four. We've, it's been sent to the printers. We're going to have that, releasing that again at Decaf. Decaf Weekend in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. If you're anywhere close to Nova Scotia, you have to be there. August 17th, 18th, 19th. The kickoff party, of course, I mentioned the 17th. Decaf itself, the big festival, Sunday, uh, December, what am I saying? Sunday, August 19th. And we'll be launching Last Paper Route 4 there. Plus, a whole bunch of other comic artists are going to be there. This is Dave Howlett's best work yet. He just crushed issue 4. Alex Kennedy and I, I mean, we had a lot of fun making this story. And it's been good. Oh, I like that little jam. You like that? Can you name that game, what that's from? Yeah, I've been going on a retro kick. My NES Mini has been getting a lot of extra action. But the biggest thing I've been playing is Bloodstained. Did, did anyone pick up that Bloodstained 8-bit style game on 3DS, on your Switch, on whatever system you like to, to rock out on? When you're on the bus, when you're sitting down somewhere that enables you to play a portable gaming system. Bloodstain's great. Shout out Pat, by the way. I hope you're enjoying Dial Tone, if you're listening, Pat. That was a chance meeting with a fellow Joe fan. I was at, at G.I. Joe Con, the final G.I. Joe Con in Chattanooga. My man Joe Goldston, my man Carson Metaxas, my man Aaron from Roma Collectibles, my man Christopher from Full Force Podcast, uh, the G.I. Joeberg guys from Johannesburg, Paul Pants, of course. Paul Pants from Plastic Battles. Chattanooga Lookouts. Oh, we looked out. We looked out. And what we saw may never be seen again. (laughs) It was a rained out game. Joe, Paul, and I went to the game and it got rained out, but uh, we brought hardball from G.I. Joe. It was good times. Uh, I'm feeling this. Just a second. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, ooh, it's August. En français, a transformer and changer to changer. That's my last name initial. It starts Jordan. I don't hit pause when I'm recording. Freestyle might get a little distorting in your earphones, but you're wondering what's going on. It's a freestyle, cannot go wrong. I got some chicken parmesan in my system. It tastes so good. Mmm, I got those flavors, couldn't miss them. On my tongue, me Lisa, she me made some dinner. It tastes so good, every plate is a winner. She's watching Shark Week, having no fear. And I looked over there and said, yo, what's that here? Listen clear. It's not Mega Man, but it's the Meg. That's uh, something, uh, yes, tap the keg. Don't uh, go there without some donair. Okay, uh, show there, grab an O-pair. Because the kids are staying up late. I keep it going. My album's dropping soon. If you can't wait, don't worry about it. It'll be here in September. Just read the last issue of Descender. A great comic by Jeff Lemire. Uh, I love comics. Yes, my dear. <laughs> it ain't the worst. It ain't the best. Love that beat. Just easing back into it. If this is your first time, this is Weekend at Burgie's. The podcast where we all just hang out at my place. Uh, some friends pop by. We play some cool beats. We sometimes do uh, freaky little freestyles like that. We have some laughs. We, we get a little geeky. We will get geeky. You know I like to talk comic books. You know I said, can I talk about comic books? 
And I, I did maybe for a second, but Descender did just end. Wow. Jeff Lemire, I loved Sweet Tooth so much. I love many, many comics that Jeff Lemire has done. You've probably heard me talking about them here on the on the podcast before. Do yourself a favor, go check out Descender if you have not. If you, it's sci-fi with a heart, with really cool robots and aliens. The art is just dust and wind drawings. Oh, it's just beautiful. I don't like to spoil too much, I've learned, but I just want to give you a little a little taste. So Tongue Helmet is this new hip-hop rock fusion-y thing. And I, I, the only reason I say it's rock is because Danny Miles playing the live drums. And oftentimes when, when you hear live drums with, with hip-hop, people's minds go to rock. And, and yes, Danny's a very accomplished drummer. But Timbuktu is an incredible accomplished producer, rapper, just uh, creator of music. And they have teamed up. They're lifelong buddies, which Danny's going to explain uh, to all of us. Uh, and they teamed up with uh, my good friends, Coins, and DJI Rate, and the four of them all got together. And I've known all these guys for so long, and seeing them combine their forces into this tight, fresh, funky unit to make this really, really dope new uh, new group, this new creation, Tongue Helmet, it's, it's been very exciting. We, we saw the opening show, first ever performance at the Rivoli a couple weeks ago. Maybe some of you were there. It was awesome. So, yeah, Danny Miles, get, get ready for that. We're going the distance. Oh, man, I know he's heard that before. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> um, I won't call you Danny Kilometers. There it is. Yeah, there it is. So, je ne care pas. The video just dropped. Directed by Nathan Boone. Cinematography was by Byron Kuchera. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. I'm not sure. I I'm, I, I don't want to overshare it on social media and stuff, but... Uh, it's, it becomes it's becoming increasingly difficult to share when a new thing drops and I, and a lot of people do ask me when's this new record dropping when's the video coming out and I'm like look I, I'm posting I'm, I'm trying to put this stuff up there but it does get buried so in case you didn't know the je ne care pas video shot around downtown Toronto uh, it, we just dropped it so it's on YouTube right now give it a give it a watch see what you think I, th- I think it's pretty good course fresh kills made this very smooth beat more or less is in there you can find a lot of cameos maybe some of you have cameos in it and you don't even know because we we shot the video around you and we didn't get you to sign any waivers so (laughs) full disclosure well we're disclosing the new record is about to drop it's called rhyme your business and there's a video that's going to be coming out. Uh, on top of the Je ne care pas video that just dropped, there's a brand new video for a track called Rental Patient, which one or two of you may have heard. I've done it live a few times. And maybe we'll give a little teaser at the end of this episode. Um, you know, we've waited so long. Got to play got to play a little bit of a jam for you. So stick around at the end of the episode for a little, little bit more of a tease from the new record. Let me know if you got questions. If you want to know what's going on, what's new. Uh, I am touring. Like I say, we're, we're going to be hitting Nova Scotia, Toronto, Saskatoon, Alberta, Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa. Trying to get out to Vancouver. Just waiting for the word right now. Montreal. We're going to be in Kingston, Ontario. 
going to be, uh, again, doing another Toronto show. Edmonton, I'll be there for Fan Expo as well. Fan Expo Toronto, I will have a booth at. I'm excited to be a guest there again. So shout out Fan Expo. Kevin, everybody, thanks for hooking that up. Very, uh, very much looking forward to that. My man Danny Zabel, Jason Liu, we all like to, to chill together and have a good time. Meet the people just vibe out surround ourselves with with great humans and and inspiring creative pieces of art and literature who wouldn't want that and of course nerd noise night on the saturday night just vibing out just vibing out So I did mention that Danny Miles was here to record another podcast. And that's what I've been doing. Even though I haven't released Weekend at Bergie's, I have been working behind the scenes on another little podcast project that's been a lot of fun. Listen, I like to watch a lot of movies, okay? Love old movies, love going and revisiting films that I've always uh, loved or or films that I've never seen. You know, I think we, we all have that itch where, you know, you've heard about a movie a million times and you've never seen it. And then you finally say, all right, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch this. So I started doing a podcast about that. Right? Because that's what you do in 2018. (laughs) It's called Do You Still Like This? And guys, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. My friends are coming over. We're watching an old movie. Mili Sashimi is going to be on it. Oh, wow. Just just get ready for that. So it, it's going to be a new podcast that's going to funnel in between the weekend at Bergie's. So I think I can do it so that it will still come through this signal that you have downloaded this through. I think I can I can sneak them in. If not, check out we, uh, wordburglar.com, and I'll just make an announcement on this. If you're, if you're interested in checking it out, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to start up in the fall. Already got 10 episodes in the can, so that's been moving. So I've been, the itch to podcast has not left me just because I left the podcast itching of the internet. Stop. (laughs) Can I talk for five seconds about other comic books that I love? Doomsday Clock, Stray Bullets. Ryan Otley drawing Amazing Spider-Man right now. Cosmic Ghost Rider. I gotta say that's a lot of fun. Is that five seconds? <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's a, it's a pretty fun comic. Also read this new one called Farmhand by one of the creators of Chew. It's about a uh, not too distant future where uh, a guy starts growing limbs in the soil for humans. You know, if you're missing a hand, he grows you a, a hand. In like he would grow like a rutabaga or something, and <laughs> real, it's real. I mean, it's a real comic book. Farmhand issue one was pretty good. I'm keeping an eye out for issue two. Let me know what you think. Blood Strike, that's also really good. Michael Fife, Dave Hallett's favorite comic, maybe right now. Dave, let me know. Definitely uh, get caught up on Living Between Wednesdays because I'm gonna be on there fulfilling. Uh, a bet with Dave Hallett that we have had a challenge moreover uh, for Dave to watch the Ghost Rider movie, the original Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. He has refused to watch it until now and we are we're gonna finally rectify that situation. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of the movie at all. I just bet him five dollars back when it originally came out that he would one day see it. And he bet me $5 that he would never see it. But now, now it looks like he's going to see it. 
and I'm going to get that $5. What am I going to spend that $5 on? I don't know. Maybe farmhand number two. Time will tell. But check out the Living Between Wednesdays podcast. That's going to be up, I think, at the end of August. So I'm going to record that while I'm in Nova Scotia. Uh, But other comic books, Carson, my pal Carson, when I was in Chattanooga for G.I. Joe Con, he schooled me on Exo Manowar and reminded me why Exo Manowar is so cool. Do you even know who Exo Manowar is? It's the comic that I've joked about before. It looks like it's Kiss Hug Manowar. Yeah, he was basically this uh, ancient brutish caveman type human who gets kidnapped by aliens and forced into intergalactic servitude (laughs) slavery working on these crazy alien ship and then he breaks free and steals their technology and escapes back to earth but of course hundreds of years have passed and now he's in our time and he has to readjust to it and that's exo manowar in an exo nutshell and carson shout out dude because you reminded me why I thought Exo Manowar was awesome when I was like 11. And now I got to go dig up some Exo Manowar. But uh, we're getting pretty close to that time to bring in Danny Miles. So, uh, what more can I tell you? I've known Danny for years and years and years. Old pal from London. I once slept in his uh, bed. <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know if he remembers this. I don't think we brought this up. But I was touring and hanging out in London working on music with Timbuktu. This was probably around 2006, 2007. And I, uh, Danny and Tim were living together. And I think Danny was staying with his girlfriends at the time. And I wound up uh, just crashing in Danny's room. And he was so hospitable and so welcoming and just was like, yeah, man, you can play my play my PlayStation, listen to my, my albums. And he had all these amazing hip-hop records like Sacred Hoop and, it, and like the first Del the Funky Homo Sapien record and just like really cool hip-hop. I was like, this guy is a serious head. And I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto in, uh, in that room and when it had just come out. I think, yeah, that was, those are great times. So I'll have to remind Danny of that. But, uh, but yeah, this is a great conversation. Danny came by. Uh, let's get into it. He talks about birding, bird watching, and tongue helmet. Enjoy. Stay tuned to the end for some awesome tunes. Word burglar, I'm burgling turds. Did you used to say that? <laughs> <laughs> was that your first song? That was the first big hit. That's the hit. That's where what made it all. <laughs> it's all been uphill since then. Hopefully, where are you from, there, Danny? From the great London, Ontario, where we just got some really important news that the Junos 2019. London, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Can I get an invite? Who do I have to talk to? I don't know. <laughs> you know anybody? Maybe we are, we're going to have to get nominated for something. <laughs> I'm like trying to rush July Talk to get something out. Yeah, you guys so are due get for an there. album, right? We're working on now. Yeah. Well, we're like writing it now. Because it's been what, since 2016? Touch? When did Touch yeah. come out? 2016? Yeah. 
Sweet. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> we're good. We're on. We're on. We're yeah, on. We can we can chat for a bit. All right. Yeah. Warm up. Warm into it. Level check. Level One, check. One two. Thanks for coming over, Danny. Thanks for having me it's, over. It's good to see you. I don't man. get to come to the east side of the town no, enough. Man. No, it's good to have you here. We're yeah. pretty cool. People don't think east side's that cool, but it's all right. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's just we hang out with a lot of the west side people who have actually never been past like Young Street. So they have no idea. Yeah, nobody wants to. They're ever just come like, visit. Uh, it's kind of like a battle of the sides of Toronto because to tell you the truth, east side's building up. I think it's. It's up there. And beaches is a really cool area. That's act- where I lived the first time I moved to Toronto was in the beaches. I would say the east side, though, is kind of like a bit of the older scene. You don't see a lot totally. of the younger hipster kids over on the east side. Yeah. The- or nor where I now I live, like, young in Eglinton, and that's... I think I'm the only hipster there. <laughs> You're the only hipster anyway. No. I'm the only hipster around. No one's as cool as you, man. No, that's yeah. not true. Because... I mean, I'm the second coolest guy in this room right now. <laughs> no one knows who else is in this room, but I'm the second coolest. It's a tie, man. It's a tie. So, uh, yeah, it's the middle of winter. Um, how's the bird watching going? What's What's been going on with all that? Good. I've been doing a lot of, well, Christmas time was all like family stuff, so I didn't get a chance to do much there. But I did make a huge effort at the beginning of January because I did this thing called the Christmas Bird Count with these like very educated bird people, like ornithology type people. They asked me to come out and you do, it's like the census for birds. So you're just counting every bird, every species, like anything you see and you have like an area and it's all over North America. And I think it's now like kind of becoming international. So they're just counting every bird. So we went out at like 7.30 in the morning to Tommy Thompson Park, but we only had this one part of Tommy Thompson Park in that area, like Leslie Spit. So we were East End, like this kind of area. And you just count every bird, sparrows, gulls, doesn't even matter. And so these people can pick out all the different types of gulls. And if it's like weirdly rare that the Icelandic gull is here right now, like it's kind of crazy. But it was nine hours in like minus 30 weather. And I learned a lot, but it was like... It was the most birding thing I've ever done, by far. <laughs> like, I'm not quite at that level. And so I just sat back and listened, and I was just like, this is crazy. I, I like to take photog- like do the photography part. I couldn't get any pictures because I didn't want to scare the birds away because they had to count every single one and, like, make a list. But I did find out there were snowy owls. Like, they've come down because I guess every four years-ish, they'll come down and like hang from out like northern Ontario from, nor- or from, from like nor like up north like they usually just like stick up north but they came down because there's like a huge rodent population because they haven't been down for a while this is kind of i'm might be there if there's birders listening they probably will tell me i might be wrong but so i found out snowy owls i really that's like a bird i really wanted to see like owl and so i went out tommy thompson park in minus 30 weather on my own told my girlfriend like i'm going out to find a snowy owl and with like second bird first bird i found was red-tailed hawk which i also love but second bird was snowy owl so that was my one of my craziest bird experiences and one of the few of 2018 i've been at a lot of outings how big is one of those snowy owls is it like little like harry potter size owl or is it like they're big those ones are big uh they're probably like bigger than like a red-tailed hawk so if you like hawks you see around Toronto are usually like red-tailed hawks are the pretty common ones so bigger than that they're pretty big 
they're beautiful and this one just let me get pretty like up close it didn't really care that i was taking pictures of it so that was an amazing experience so that was good i haven't been out i've been making a lot of music yeah yeah i've been doing a lot of that right on which is not a bad thing at all no no i know you've got a couple (laughs) projects going can you talk about any of the uh the stuff right now or is it top secret it's not top secret I'm doing a hip hop project with one of your peers. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm well aware of it. Why don't you tell the listeners? We're doing about it? a project called Tim Buck Two, Tim Wallace, who is like one of my old good friends, and we've been making music for a long time now, <laughs> since I was like 17, and we're making a project. We've named it Tongue Helmet. The that best has, name. It has to do with. <laughs> he was very skeptical of the name at first, but it's like it has to do with woodpecker it's another bird thing but i think it sounds pretty kind of punk rocky but it's like woodpeckers wrap their tongue around their brains when they're like doing their crazy pecking at the trees or whatnot Which so that is protects so crazy their brain so tim named that a tongue helmet one night when we were just like partying i was like that's kind of a cool name for a band <laughs> <laughs> so we just called it that and now it's just stuck but this is probably like the cool this is the project we've wanted to make for that how many 15 years or whatever we've been doing this forever well you've played a lot of people may not know you've played drums on so many tracks that mm-hmm. like you've worked with tim and swamp thing and tool shed days i've rapped on tracks you've yeah. made drums for we've like worked together yeah man like, so it's it, like it's a about lot of the hip-hop stuff like, yeah there's a lot of that that no one really would know you're my a hip-hop first drummer, award man. my first hip my first award was a london music award for best rap group yeah amazing and we beat Shad, <laughs> which at my first Juno, somehow Much Music found that out, and that they did an interview <laughs> where wow. they were like, "So you beat Shad at a at an award show?" And I was like, "Yeah, but it was like, I don't know, Shad's Shad's a man. awesome, yeah, Shad's we a didn't, man." We didn't like, I don't know, there was confusion. There, it's I just guess. a fun fact that people <laughs> may not know, fact. right? And now you beat uh, you beat Shad for a rock Juno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, man, you can't stop Danny Miles. Yeah, and then so I get July Talk is working on a new record. Yeah, your We're band they're doing pretty good, record. right? July you guys, Talk's doing you guys, pretty good. Yeah, got a couple gigs. You've been touring yeah, around. We had a gig. Yeah. We're like Flight of the Concords. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, you've been traveling a lot though, right? Like in the last year, we or did two? basically like. Our record came out in 2012, and I think we toured until 2017, almost straight. Like, it was all over, like, Europe and U.S. and Canada, just, like, nonstop. We did Australia a lot, just, like, nonstop. We're kind of taking a little, not a break, because we're still playing, but we're not going as intense. Like, when Touch came out, we did four months straight, which was, that's the max amount of touring you can do when you're not on a bus. Like, we weren't, we try to live, like, pretty, like, punk rocky in a way like we're not like i'm sure we we have had buses now but we're like let's do a van and let's like be rock and roll but four months in a van is pretty crazy when you go to europe twice and u.s twice and canada in the winter it's it was it's fun but that's a long time to be away from home oh from the people you love (laughs) how do you find the vans in europe we usually do like sprinters yeah they're pretty nice it depends what you get sometimes like we rent them over there so the last one we had was actually pretty incredible it had like dvd player and 
We were playing video games. Blu-ray or just I, DVD? I think it was just DVD. No. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I think it was actually just like some sort of streaming. I think it was a DVD, but it was all like burnt like movies. And at first, I'll tell That's you. That's a little weird. A funny story. <laughs> so we're like sitting in the van and we can't get the audio to work. Yeah. So Ian, our guitar player, just like, whatever. Like, we'll figure it out when we stop. But like, let's just watch Jackass 3 or something. Because we don't really need. Film. We don't need audio for it so like leia kind of like puts her headphones on and looks out the window because she's not interested peter's probably like writing something whatever people weren't that interested but i watched it with ian and there comes this one point where they have one of the bigger guy the big guy in the group he's wearing like this like plastic suit and he's on a treadmill working out yeah and they have like yeah i know that tube coming out of his butt and the sweat. And the sweat. Oh, yeah. And so then they get, uh, what's his face? Who's the... Steve-O? Steve-O. Puts it in a glass. Yeah. And I'm like watching this and just like, this is disgusting. And then he like takes, he chugs it. And I almost threw up in the van. <laughs> it was actually like, I was just like... Ugh. Yeah, I saw that in theaters and rough. I almost threw up. Like, I, I actually <laughs> love those jackass movies, but that's one of, there's like two or three stunts that they've done and that's up there that for whatever reason like sure i can see the guy catching a fish hook in his lip but <laughs> yeah that stuff's fine drinking the sweat oh yeah that's uh i hear those guys have like oh, like man. they've just like destroyed their internal organs which i'm not surprised i'm kind of surprised they're not well some of them are dead i guess but yeah, it's it is amazing <laughs> though that they hardcore. yeah that they lasted that long. Like even just like jumping around and getting those electric shocks or whatever, yeah. and just yeah, it's, it's impressive. They're wild dudes. Wild. So nothing like that happens on the bus. So no, we're pretty. No I mean, we you know there's our nights where we party a bit, but July talks pretty well behaved. I yeah. Think. Well, you guys are all very serious musicians, and yeah. you take your craft super seriously, and you guys kick ass. So that. Makes yeah. perfect sense, but I know you were telling me because you when you started doing the bird watching, that sort of came just to like, well, you did it start kind of when you were on tour and you wanted to just go yeah, off and well, explore. I, I'm like kind of person that loves because, as I said, like if you're on tour for four months, you're with the same like six people, five in the band, and then whatever crew we have, you're just together all the time, and so and we share hotel rooms and stuff like that, so you don't have a lot of like downtime on your own. And so I just go for walks. Like I love doing that. And there was just this time in Florida. We had a day off, and I went for this long walk. And then the there was these two sandhill cranes on this front lawn. And I don't even know what happened, but I was just like fixated watching them for probably like half an hour. Just like this is so cool. This is amazing. And then like kept walking and came back. And I was just like couldn't stop thinking about it for the rest of the tour. And then I got to like Montreal. I was like, I'm going to go to a bookstore and buy, like, a field guide. This is all secret. Like, I was like, it's so weird that I'm into this. I don't even understand. How did you even know a field guide <laughs> existed? Like, Well, I went to, like, the bird section. You kind of, I kind of knew that this, I was like, okay, well, I want to go learn more about birds. Like, I think they're cool now. I don't know what's going on. I always thought nature was cool. That's why I would walk around. I've always liked animals. I used to draw hawks. Like, I really do love birds of prey and I'm a new birder, clearly, in a way, because once you get to the people like at the Christmas bird count, those people are into like the craziest songbird little birds that like the common person wouldn't be able to tell the difference between like they're so into the detail of a sparrow. 
this is where I learn a lot because I can even at my point like look at some sparrows. I'm like, oh, that's a house sparrow. And they're like, no, 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 that's a swamp sparrow. And you're like, how do you even tell the difference? A swamp sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But there's like subtle details on these birds. But I'm still kind of in my like, I enjoy seeing a hawk like attack a pigeon, even that that sounds bad. It's like fascinating to me. It's just nature. Yeah, that's like some planet <laughs> Earth type stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, National Geographic. Like, you yeah, see I'm that like, stuff. It's so crazy. Do you have a favorite bird so far of all the... Because you've taken... Do you know how many you've taken? Like, how many? Probably over a hundred. Like, yeah. yeah. And I don't even, like, post or anything on my photos. And I know you've been, like, you've gotten a lot of attention for it and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. But what, what... I think I'm more known for the bird photography now than the drumming part. <laughs> it's equal. It's equal. It's, it's good. Equal. You know what? It's just another aspect <laughs> of the artist. It's it's nice. I but, think it's what, with that stuff, it's like everyone's seen a long-haired white male rock drummer for many years. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Been there. Done that. <laughs> but like a long-haired, like, youngish white male rock drummer that likes birds, they're like, I've never really seen that before. That's kind of unique. I think that's where that the attention comes from. Yeah, now you should start <laughs> sampling the bird sounds that you oh. hear out when you're out there. Uh, we haven't done out there, but tongue helmet. You has, could bring like one of those like outdoor mics. Yeah. Sample. It's not a bird record. Yeah. But there's definitely <laughs> bird stuff on But it. if I like birds, I, I will like the record, right? Or yeah, will I, I be guess. a little <laughs> <laughs> It's funny like I don't know I did that Vice doc thing, and people always mention like the doc's really cool, but like the best parts when that birder guy says, "You guys, July talk sounds like Nickelback." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just don't think he really knows much about music to tell you the truth. That guy was super nice. I don't want to like make fun. No, he was, it was a cool guy. Pretty funny, <laughs> and he's like an OG birder, right? Well, that was just a random guy that we saw who was just birding in the in High Park while we were filming, and so they like. The Vice guys gave him like a walk or like a phone with headphones. They're like, listen to July Talk. What do you think? He's like, yeah, pretty good rhythm. Pretty good. And, you know, sounds like Nickelback. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thought it was a compliment, right? I'm I sure mean, he meant. I would love to make as much yeah. money as Nickelback. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> just, just stay stay an excellent band. I think that's the better choice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no offense, Nickelback, if you're listening. Uh, you, you've done pretty good yeah, for yourself. They're all, yeah, I'm sure. Chad Kruger's probably crying right now. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> so what I was wondering with birding, because like, w- once you started getting into it, that's really when I started hearing the term birding. Because mm-hmm. I always thought it was bird watching. I so think it's it, both. Is it kind of like... But I think birding's like the more correct. The cool... But the, the correct it, term. Is it like saying, well, I'm a Star Trek fan or I'm a Trekkie? Like if you're a Maybe. bird watcher or a birder? I guess you could say that. It's like no, I'm a birder, man. Don't I'm not I'm not a bird watcher. I feel like to people that are birders, they say birding, and people that from outside that are just like, oh, you're a bird watcher. That's like still a correct term, I feel, but it's not the most correct term. Yeah, the more I think about, it, the more I like birding or birder better because bird watching almost sounds a bit creepy. I'm just gonna go. I think that's watch that bird. Like my sister, what are you gonna do? Just watch it. <laughs> my sister sent me maybe like a year ago. CBC or something did like the most creepy hobbies or something, and bird watching was like number one. She huh. sent me saying like this is like people think that like bird watching is the most creepy ho- hobby, which now I kind of think like 
it's become a little bit of like this, which I think some bird people hate, but it's become kind of cool to like hipstery people in a way. Yeah, because if some people, if too cool. many people are doing it, they're gonna scare off the birds. Like yeah. the birds are gonna catch on. Yeah. So you're only gonna get the really cocky birds who like to be watched. Yeah. And it's a bit of an exclusive. It's like music in a way. So I've had experiences where people are like experienced birders and they'll test you. It's like musicians who have been doing it for years and they're like, oh, you're like a new kid on the scene getting attention. Like, what do you know about music? It's like I get sometime, not always, but from I've had it a few times from birders being like, what are you what are you even shooting? You don't even know anything about shooting birds. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, I'm just trying to like enjoy my free time <laughs> it's not competitive to me yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not yeah. <laughs> but to some people it seems to be competitive so maybe there's a bit of that well it's the it's full-on like anything, birding right? lifestyle people take it really seriously yeah well you're immersing yourself in all everything about the birds you're getting to know them you're taking pictures you're researching them you got your field guide you're talking to other people about it's them like i mean i guess that's what there's the birding... another thing which maybe people who listen to this podcast might understand there's a collecting aspect to birding as well so like you wanna like i didn't have it's weird at the end i didn't i had never seen an owl in the wild and that was like a big thing i wanted to see which is like i just need to see owls why i can't find them anywhere like i don't know what's going on and then my girlfriend and i were sitting eating sushi at mount pleasant in eglinton like up near we where we live and I'm just sitting, we finished eating lunch, and I'm looking at this for sale sign, and I was laughing at the guy's name. And if he's listening, I'm sorry. But like <laughs> his name was like, I don't remember the first name, but say it's like Frank Little John. And I was like, oh, the guy's last name's Little John. That's kind of weird, like Robin Hood. That's weird. And I'm just staring at this sign, kind of <laughs> chuckling. And then I look up and I'm like, is that an owl? Like sitting on the sign? At Young and Eglinton, or at like Eglinton and Mount Pleasant, like I've been looking everywhere for owls, and there's an owl sitting right here. And like my girlfriend came out and I was like, Is that an owl sitting there? And she's just like, It looks like an owl, but it must be there to like scare pigeons, it must be fake. Like it's not a real owl. And I was like, I think it's real. Why would they put it there? So I went out and like walked by it, and I saw it's like, because owls kind of look fake anyways, they're like kind of cartoony sure, yeah. in a way. Yeah. And I saw its eyes kind of open a little bit and follow me and give me like an angry glare. And I was like, holy shit, this is real. And it was little, like, as you said, a little, this is a Eastern screech owl, which is like a little Harry Potter owl or whatever, like tiny. And so I ran home, got my camera, came back and it was still just sitting there. <laughs> and so it's just like my first owl. Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> it was meant to be. That's amazing. So you collected that owl, thanks yeah. to Little John. Yeah. Maybe it was Little John's owl. And then a snowy owl happened. And it's like, but you just want to, like, collect. Because at first, I was like, oh, it's, oh I got to get, like, a cardinal and a chickadee. And, you know, it's like birds you see pretty, like, like a more pigeon, commonly. A yeah. yeah. Okay, a pigeon. <laughs> I got a blue jay. <laughs> yeah. But blue jays are cool. They're At first, they were super hard for me to get a good photograph of. Which yeah, is weird. I, I it like becomes that a collecting aspect. thing. Yeah. The more and more you're doing it, the more you're like, oh, and that's why I'm talking about the experienced bird people. They're like bored of some of these birds of prey, and they're like, we need these unique, weird songbirds. That They've like, if I saw them, I wouldn't already, even really yeah. know. I'm just like, I don't know, what is that? 
It's Pokemon for <laughs> reality. A hundred percent, it's Pokemon. <laughs> except that, like, when I see a group of people standing at, like, young in college, just standing there on their phone, I'm like, is this a Pokemon thing? What's going on right now? I <laughs> know uh, we're looking for a swamp pigeon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's the same. Yeah. The triple-breasted owl. Mm. See, it is in the same world. It is yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I get it. It's, I I think it's super cool, and yeah. and I've you know been more aware of birds since you've educated me on bird stuff in in the last little while. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it, you started drummers who like birds. Love birds. Who, drummers, drummers who, who love, love birds. So tell tell me about that. Well, that was kind of funny because I started out. I got a camera. I guess it's like it was for Christmas two years ago. My mom gave me a camera because I asked. Like I was like getting into birding. I was like, I really want to do some photography stuff. So she got me it and it was amazing. So I started taking like when I go back to those pictures, I'm like, I was pretty bad, but people were into it. I think just because they're like, what is this guy doing all of a sudden taking pictures of birds? And I would hashtag drummers who love birds like on one of some of the first ones. And I got a response from people (laughs) that was just kind of like laughing at it. Like, that's hilarious. And some girls I knew being like, what kind of birds are you talking about? You know, like, like human girls birds? can yeah, call, yeah, be yeah, called right. birds. But are um, you using it in the old like, <laughs> 50s terminology? Yeah. Which is not politically correct. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was that I love birds. But then it just stuck. I'm glad to, it just was actually just anyone who knows me for real. I sometimes and you may hear it on this podcast say some pretty ridiculous things without me really knowing it's just the way i like i talk man (laughs) so it's like me just talking (laughs) so have any other drummers joined it yeah i've had some drummers post pictures of birds and we did the shirt made oh you got the shirt we did the like drummers who love birds shirt and we raped jordan the guy who builds my drums from yc drums and i did it together and we raised not a ton of money, but we raised a thousand dollars for the Toronto Wildlife Center, which awesome. is like a wild, like a wildlife hospital for like any wild animals that lots of stuff happens to all different types of animals. Yeah. Now, have you heard of these birds? You were talking about the owls coming in. Have you have you heard this urban myth about like eagles or I don't know hawks coming in and stealing people's dogs? Yes. Is that real? Well, okay. So I we went and did. Uh, Canada Day in Whitehorse and so I was just like out walking in the morning talking to my grandma and there was a golden eagle that flew and it seemed to just I didn't have my camera which was annoying and I was talking to my grandma and it's like just hovering right beside me and I had never really seen I haven't got any good pictures of golden eagle never really seen one in real life especially that close and my grandma's just like why don't you have your camera what are you doing like, you're an idiot. And I was like, well, I'm talking to you, Grandma. <laughs> your grandma I'm called you an idiot? <laughs> she's like, you should have your camera all the time. And I was like, well, I just came out for a walk. I didn't know that I'm in the crazy bird land. Well, I did know that. But I didn't think it would be, like, them teasing me like that. So, anyways, we go to sound check, And I asked our girl who was driving us around. I was just like, where do I find golden eagles around here? Because I just saw one. But I want to find, like, where they all hang out. She's like, oh, just down the river. And she's like, funny story. Like, we used to have a man-made golden eagle nest where they lived and we had a camera on it 24 hours a day that you could watch on the internet. But we had to take it down because they started bringing up all these small dogs and eating all these small dogs. Oh. It's legit like a real thing. 
Wow, yeah, yeah. I heard it was happening here, like in Toronto. In yeah, the summertime, probably... there was one of the parks. Yeah, I imagine it's like High Park. There's all that dog area stuff. I know Josh, our bass player, he has a little dog, two little dogs, and he's terrified of like hawks and owls and eagles taking off. They the just dog. swoop down and grab your yeah. little dog. He says and... they like sit there and like watch. I'm not sure, like a hawk, like in High Park, there's a lot of red tailed hawks. I'm not sure if they're big enough to grab a dog, maybe a chihuahua or something, but an eagle for sure. They'll take like a small dog. Okay, so what about that movie, The Birds? I just watched that actually on the plane. You'd never seen it before? Alfred Hitchcock? I had never seen it fully through. I watched it full through, but it's weird. I like the acting so weird back then. And it's there's very drawn out scenes. There's like a whole like, you know, like a scene that should be like nowadays like super quick, like bird attacking it. Everything yeah. was kind of just like pretty cheesy nowadays. It's kind of dated. Well, I heard people actually got attacked on that set. Did like, they? The birds I were biting people. There's one scene where there. I remember I saw it as a kid. I think my uncle was like, "You got to see the birds," and I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. And but there's. I remember this room. They're in a room, and the birds are all trying yeah. to get in the room. Yeah, that's kind of the scene. It goes on for a long time. There's yeah. like real birds coming and like flying in. I think some of them are real. Yeah. Some of them are just like There's definitely painted, real uh, birds in there. You know, badminton. And I mean, a lot of them are like crows and ravens, which are, I'm fascinated by crows and ravens because they're the smartest. Are they playing other birds? Like they no, did... they're, Well, they're just, that's what you see a lot. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. They actually. cast crows and ravens <laughs> as everybody. <laughs> the raven cardinal, not believable at all. It was not believable. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That crow did do a good <laughs> Oriole, though. I, that one who was a little crow dressed like an Oriole, he was good. Yeah. But at least they didn't have humans playing birds. So that would have been <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that movie. Crows and ravens are so smart that they, uh, like, they're considered one of the smartest animals in the world, for sure. They can do things like... Math? They can tell people's faces. So if you do something bad to a crow, yeah. or you say you kill one of their relatives they will literally like harass you and they'll remember your face for like a long time so you gotta be careful with that okay. they can tell traffic lights so if they need to break like say they have a nut they want to eat they'll put it in the tire tracks of a street and watch like the lights to go red and, and green and make sure they don't get hit by a car but they'll like car will run over the nuts these are like small they you know use tools basically it's pretty amazing yeah that explains the expression, you're a real crow at all. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that. I just, that's good. Yeah. I, I you just, just made that up. That's yeah. an SJ. <laughs> we just got SJ'd. Oh, that's so now raven. It's out there. They're <laughs> 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 a good time. Uh, what was have... this podcast about? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh man. Excellent point. Excellent point. It's my nature to hide from my neighbors. Sweet and sour half me, opposites, Larry David mixed with Steve McQueen, sipping. Bullet bourbon, swerve like sand serpent. Slap certain people, then drop the black curtain. The back corner rap, mercenary cap curtain. Neck snapping, wolf drive, got your back hurt. Yep. 
the doppelganger looking guapo? Is it Moriarty or is he the Sherlock Holmes? I'm always coming back like Jon Snow, though my origato then bouncing the white Bronco. Now watch Timmy go hard, Bogart the whole bar, goes ride the go-kart, big shark on sonar, eat him all raw, see the old dog, hit notes like Bogart them all. Something on your own couch, no doubt. You had to get up and get it, or ask an adult if your pick was restricted. Get this, I know it's hard to believe it, but if a movie was rented, you just couldn't see it. None to download from your humble abode. You'd have to leave your home bungalow and run down the road. Hope the local shop had a copy in stock, 'cause if not, gotta find something else to watch. And if you thought I was done with flipping your mind, they only let you have the flick for a limited time. And if you didn't rewind, you were the evilest dude. Worse than the term previously viewed, even though you paid. It's only yours to borrow, 'cause after all of that, you'd have to bring it back tomorrow. Yo, take it from a rental patient. You had to have rental patience. Checking the shelves of every destination, they might have a copy at the next location. Yo, this is for the rental patient. Selecting discs and cassettes for playing. Popcorn sets through the ventilation. Better get something good, 'cause your friends are waiting. Okay then. Now in case you didn't know, the lengths you had to go just to get a video was a ritual. A major event when you got your own card and were able to rent. Where everyone went, families to film buffs, stoners and. Pubs. 
punks who try to steal stuff Or just loiter and eat the free popcorn Sneak a peek behind the curtain They stock porn And every visit was a hunt and a gamble Taking chances on new ones to sample A lot of choices were only based on box art So if you found a gem, you were a rock star And few things could beat that relief smile Of being first to the new release style But be guile Cause if you don't wanna find You better make sure you return it on time Yo, this is for the rental patient Selecting discs and cassettes for playing Popcorn sense through the ventilation Better get something good Cause your friends are waiting Top movies were dirty This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network.